Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. It's a beautiful spring day here in Los Angeles. I'm disappointed. I've had to switch. I, I'm in the midst of uh, my annual clothing rotation. Where, where are you at now? Uh, I've got I've got a big. You know these kind of clear storage containers that you buy at Costco? Mm-hmm. You know, with the, with the hinged lids? Sure. I got a whole one of those full of, like, shorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've, and I haven't taken any of them out yet. But I did put all my linen shirts in my shirt. Uh, one. In my shirt closet. So I guess here's the real question is, what are you going to wear uh, to watch WrestleMania this weekend? <laughs> Well, I have a whole thing of torn yellow shirts, oh. sleeveless torn yellow shirts. <laughs> That's not a problem for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I mean, if you, if, I have a, like you know unitards. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've like classic wrestling wear throughout the ages. Oh yeah, and well, my preference. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what my preference is. It's like a if, Greco-Roman. If I'm in the, by that I mean nude. <laughs> if I'm in, <laughs> you watch. Yeah. You like to watch WrestleMania naked, right? Well, if you don't count the olive oil, <laughs> I I like to wear a single str- a singlet mm-hmm. and a high boot. Mm-hmm. Um, and my singlet has horizontal stripes, like a Victorian bathing costume. Oh, okay. So you're... <laughs> this is a like woolen a, singlet. So I mean, I, if I could draw a comparison to a wrestler, By all a means, famous wrestler, this would be analogize. a Bam Bam Bigelow type outfit. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Our guest, by the way, who is a man who apparently is a big Bam Bam Bigelow fan... <laughs> Just very excited by that. He is literally vibrating with excitement to talk about Bam Bam Bigelow. Is uh, the host of the Comedy Film Nerds podcast, a stand-up comedian of some renown, Mr. Graham Elwood. Hello. Graham, welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. I'm so glad that you're here to talk with us about Bam Bam and um, all of the major wrestlers of... The 1950s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. I'm a big 1950s uh, wrestling. <laughs> yeah, guy. I I like <laughs> handsome Honus. <laughs> I don't know that that was an actual it 50s should. wrestler, but it is for making up the name of a fake 50s oh, wrestler. Ha- I think handsome Honus was pretty it's good. Like the salami captain. <laughs> like it just seems like that would be. Have I ever? Have That's I a ever current mentioned... gay wrestler. <laughs> If I ever mentioned the time I went to an estate sale, I went to an estate sale in San Francisco. I used to, you know, used to go with my mom all the time. And that sounds was... like the beginning of like an old timey gay joke. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's the what thing. did you get at the estate sale in San Francisco? I got a and a boombo. A bad case of the hmms. Oh. Think I... about a Chinese estate sale. An hour later, you want to go to it again? You know, it's like <laughs> it seems like one of those old timey. I'm sorry. It's like one of your grandpa's racist exactly. jokes. Yeah, yeah. One of your grandpa's racist jokes. What do you get when an Italian and a but... Chinaman? And go into a whoa, grandpa. <laughs> we were like, whoa, this is about death. It's <laughs> about the redistribution of people's things after they've mm-hmm. died. Grandpa, yeah. that's a can't this just be about a dumb hunter <laughs> who shoots the wrong thing? Sure. An invention a Polish man came up with. I right. went to it was a gay estate sale. It was a it was an estate sale of an elderly wrestling coach. Who was also gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I knew this because he had a huge volume of things that – of uh, what they call um, ephemera that was stood on the border between 
wrestling related and gay pornography. <laughs> and this was a lot mostly, of overlap in that Venn diagram. This was mostly from the 1950s and 60s. Mm-hmm. That was like a, a Rod Serling Twilight Zone outtake. And then st- <laughs> starting like late 70s, early 80s. It just slid all the way over into gay pornography. Sure. Like clearly he had had a, a full – but he was a – he had wrestling trophies and stuff. Like he right. was a real wrestling guy. But it just made me think like if you're – if it's 1955 and you're gay and you're into sh- short muscly guys. That's what you – You know? Just coach a wrestling team. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, oh, hey. On the topic of <laughs> – Gay stuff, muscle stuff, and Greek stuff. Yes. Uh, Graham, I, I've been wanting to. <laughs> Graham, take off your shirt and roll around. <laughs> You're a muscly man. Roll um, around in this salad with feta. <laughs> right. We want you to help sell an estate sale. Right. Um, you were nice enough to ask me to come on your Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Mm-hmm. One of the, prem- the premise of this show is that you know comedians talk about movies that came out that right. week. Uh, oh, I know, I know where this is. Yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, you asked me to come on, and the week, uh, the the releases that week, I think were uh, that kind of Kevin Costner Taken movie. Yeah, Taken, three, but with Three Days to Kill and uh, Three Takens to Kill Pompeii, which uh, yeah. <laughs> is Gladiator with a volcano. <laughs> uh, I had I so I I I chose Pompeii over Kevin Costner Taken. Uh, I bought my tickets, and I also said to some friends, I'm like, I'm, I know that this is probably not a movie everyone's running to go see. I don't want to see this by myself. I'll buy if anyone wants to come see Pompeii. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, no, no. On me. So we, uh, so in, you know, an hour later, you're like, oh, there's, there's, there's been, a, there's been a problem. We have to change, uh, change plans. Uh, we'll have to do it some other time, which is understandable. Happens a lot in the podcast game. Sure. Something I'm used to. We've canceled on people. It's I don't. I'm not holding a grudge, but I just kind of. I've been holding a grudge on your. You behalf. have. Thank you. Graham. <laughs> We have something to talk about. <laughs> I think you're you're holding the grudge on having to see Pompeii. I just I like. just like wanted to like I didn't want that viewing to be in vain. I just wanted while you're here just to be able to share my feelings sure. about Pompeii. Sure. Well, I don't think it's in vain. You learned a lot about history. Sure, yeah. I tell you what, when you whenever you come back on comedy films, uh-huh. you will talk about Pompeii. Okay, yes. I guarantee I guarantee well, you. I mean, I think I can get no one has saw it. Nobody will. <laughs> This was a failure of a film. Yeah, yes. I think I can get it all out of the way here. So if I come <laughs> on in the future, we can talk about another movie. Sure. So I just want to, you know, get it out on you the table now. Okay. So, <clears throat> here's my thoughts. Uh, Pompeii isn't very good. Anyway, moving right, on. Let's get well, on with the sorted that out. Not a very good film. <laughs> there was I, there. I, I will say there did seem to be in my theater uh, a like a gay workout club who all went together. So I can like. <laughs> did they like it? They seem to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. They were doing some hooting and hollering, which kind of made it more fun. I when think. you go to a movie like that and you're like, I know this is going to be dumb. You're watching it. And you're like, yeah, this is dumb. And there's some contingent in the audience that's just like, just fucking yeah. loving it. Afterwards, they're like, and and they have that buzz as they walk out of the theater, like, yeah, it was right. You know what? Yeah, yeah. that was a good two hours. That like, was fun. No, I like that scene where he what? Where the volcano yelled at him? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that makes. Uh, there's a lot of times the reaction to the film can make you really uncomfortable. I remember going to see a preview screening of uh, what's a a popular film that made Zach Galifianakis an international star? The Hangover? Hangover. The Hangover. I went to see The Hangover and I enjoyed The Hangover. It's a funny movie. Um, And uh, walking out of The Hangover 
just I could immediately see the worst people in the world like high fiving each other and grabbing their dicks. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. This is everything is ruined around yeah. me. They've they've they missed the point of that film entirely. Yes. Jesse, now you know what the vibe is. Uh now you can, I mean that's the exact vibe I got uh in you know around 1996 at some early Blink-182 concerts. Ah! <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> this isn't going to end well. <laughs> um, Whoops. What in Pompeii? <laughs> yeah, let's get back to Pompeii. Oh, sure, we can wanna, talk. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is important. Yeah, let's leave Clearly. behind all these other unimportant <laughs> things and focus in laser-like on matters of consequence. The most forgettable movie of the year. <laughs> let's focus in. Uh, right. Is there a love story in Pompeii? There is a love story. Yeah, there's yeah. a star-crossed lovers. Oh. Uh, he's a he's a he's a slave, oh. uh, played by Jon Snow. Jon Snow plays a. Uh, a slave from a horse tribe. Jon Snow, we should explain, is the name of a character from Game of Thrones, yes. which is the only way you would know the actor from Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. Uh, and, oh, sorry. Uh, does it do my... Does it do... I, I know that it did from the trailer, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it, it, it my, does my favorite thing of it. So it's ancient. Pompeii was, I believe, Italy, right? Or was it was that Greece? Or I think it's an island. It's in like a South Pacific island. It's a South no, Pacific... No, it's not a no. South Pacific island. No, no, no. That's no, a thousand percent. It's an it's an it, it's an Italian. It's a Roman era. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's Italy. Guys, so. I I was a little drunk in Pompeii. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest with you. So, so it's, it's like it's a it's a place that the Greeks are occupying. Right. So the Greeks are occupying, but it is in Rome. It is in ancient Italy. So. Sure. And they I'm all had sure. English accents. Am Could I be correct? In Greece. Ooh, there were a lot of accents. Yeah. That's there my was favorite a... part of Hollywood. In... Like, <laughs> Hello, it's ancient. Italy, yeah. yeah. Hello, I'm a caveman. Blimey. Yeah. yeah. Kill a pterodactyl. Yeah, just like anything other than modern. Just give him a British Hello, accent. Caesar. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Would you get a load of that lava falling down everywhere? <laughs> oh, Genghis oh, Khan. It's made... as if we've angered Zeus. <laughs> just anything Governor? that isn't, that's for, it's ancient and foreign, they just put an English accent on yeah, it. Okay, yeah. so you got Jon Snow and his steamy eyes. Yeah. What is he? Is this, Are we talking about, uh, is a class distinction keeping them apart? So he is a member of a horse tribe, a horse, a, a horse riding tribe okay. that is conquered by the Greeks. Perfect. This is the, also the one from Game of Thrones? Yes, exactly. Yeah, this is all in the Game of Thrones universe. Same same horses? Yeah, same horses. You'll recognize some of the horses from Game of Thrones. (laughs) Some of your favorite horses. That's why you tune in for this. Um, Yeah, so, and he is, and there's kind of a cool scene at the beginning where they they kind of slaughter his tribe as a a child. Sounds cool. And the child version of him hides under a a, a pile of dead bodies, and you kind of have to claw his way out at the beginning. So they're just stealing, like, scene for scene from Conan the Barbarian. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Does so he like, push oh. a big wheel around until his legs get big? <laughs> yeah. Bridget Nielsen is involved. Oh, wow. There's um, James Earl Jones is looking a snake good. charmer. There's yeah. a scene where he learns to box by punching carcasses in a walk-in freezer. <laughs> sure. This, this is, is every, every movie. Every line. He's a, he's a fisherman, and the other guy's like, we're going to need a bigger boat. Like, yeah. oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> Um yeah so uh so he is is sold into slavery uh sold into into the gladiator arena So this I mean see if he was sold into slavery that's a pretty significant 
takes on weighty social issues as well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like, I mean, I could really <laughs> see a lot of our modern situation in the movie. Like, you can tell it's one of those, would you know, you say, the past is the present kind of things. Would you say that it compares well to, say, 12 Years a Slave? <laughs> Oh, I mean, like... How dare you put those two things next to each other in a sentence? I will say that it made better use of 3D. <laughs> it had better 3D fireballs yeah. than 12 Years a Slave, okay, and I right. think it has the edge there. That's why right. 12 Years, uh, you know, didn't win as many awards and needed a little better I know, 3D. I know, I know. they would have gotten just best adapted day. screenplay if more fireballs had... Just the other day, the I was having lunch with Steve McQueen, and mm-hmm. I, I looked... The director, Steve in, McQueen, yeah, the director I looked of 12 in, Years a Slave. Th- I was having lunch with the late action star Steve McQueen. Oh, good, good. That's what I was thinking, the guy who drives the race car. I was having lunch with the director of 12 Years a Slave, Steve McQueen. I looked him straight in the eyes and I said, you got to get your fireball game together. Yeah. yeah. You know, those those balls are weak. Yeah, sure. It's not going to... Barely either. They're more like musket puffs. Yeah. I mean, I think 12 Years a Slave <laughs> coasted on the charms right. of Chiwetel Ejiofor. Which are prodigious charms. They're... they're... Co- coasted? <laughs> 12 Years a Slave. This is the best conversation ever. I think you've been waiting all day to use musket puffs. In <laughs> <laughs> you got some of those at the uh, gay estate sale, I right? Think, I think I just, you woke up and I said... I wrote that down in my mole scheme. Uh, <laughs> say musket puffs. Somehow... Okay, so in Pompeii, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's sold into slavery and he becomes uh yeah, he becomes the uh, you know what happened to Russell Crowe in Gladiator? That happens to him. God, so they oh, just Conan gosh. and Gladiator and uh yeah, yeah. So I mean, the base then base and he there's a there's an like a an African slave who he befriends oh, okay. like in Gladiator. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and then so he's so he's in love with like the senator's daughter. Uh, the senator played a nice a nice turn by Jared Harris. Which oh. senator is it? Can I guess? Lindsey Graham. <laughs> it, it, yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> Lindsey Graham. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the junior senator. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then uh, during the last gladiator battle. Um, which oh god, uh, Kiefer Sutherland is also like the main evil emperor guy, and he is doing the weirdest voice. I mean, his his kind of ping pongs between Irish and uh, and and all of the other European accents, like Russian. Mrs. Sometimes he sounds like a czar, <laughs> like Mrs. Doubtfiery. Kind yeah, of a, yeah. It was a runby fruiting. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Um. So yeah. So. So first question. This is just sort of a general question. Sure. Did this movie have one single original thought or idea or frame, or was it all just from everything else? Uh, he at one point the John Snow character, uh, uh, Mercy kills a uh, injured horse. That's Which from I Conan. Conan, oh. Conan O'Brien. Conan, Conan, Conan O'Brien. O'Brien. <laughs> There's a scene in Conan the Barbarian. He punches a horse out. So, oh, okay. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> then no. That was all. <laughs> that yeah. was it. Graham, sin- in all sincerity, <coughs> when was the last lava movie you saw? <laughs> uh, I would have to go. When we're talking about lava movies. Ooh, when was the last lava movie? Wasn't one of the mummies that uh, had a lava theme? Oh, in it? it did. That's true. One yeah, of the, I think mummy the third movie, me, lava. The third mummy movie had yeah. some lava. That's you call it a mummy. That's how. That's yeah, a, the, a mummy, a mummy, mummy. Well, I was moved by the third mummy movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say before you do before you uh, go on stage uh, off Broadway. Yeah, I was moved, moved by, by the, the mummy movie. movie. Moved by the mummy the movie. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, and the lips. Ah, Brendan moved. Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Musket puffs. <laughs> Musket puffs. <laughs> 
Uh, so in the middle of this, like in the middle of the final gladiator battle, um, the volcano explodes, and no, uh, yeah. So spoiler alert a little bit on Pompeii, huh? That's... Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, I'm going to get shit on the internet. Oh, fuck. I was about to rent it. The thing, because the, the thing about using, and this was something that concerned me right away when I saw that there was a Pompeii movie. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in Pompeii. I think it's interesting that they all got frozen in time. Mm-hmm. However, being frozen in time is a very boring movie <laughs> because there's no – they don't know they're going to be frozen right. in time. So there's no buildup unless you're seeing the whole thing from the volcano's perspective. <laughs> the volcano is a character, much like New York is a character in yeah. Sex in the City. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Would you say Jon Snow was sort of a carry type? Yeah. He's a real slut. <laughs> a lot of apple no, and Pompeii. Yeah, yeah. They go for, go for cupcakes. Apple tridents, and nets. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so okay. Uh, I'll I'll cut right this major spoiler for Pompeii. Jordan, here, so all of this stuff you thought was happening in the South Pacific. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Were there a lot of swords and sandals in the South Pacific in that yeah. uh, pre before Christ era? <laughs> Where like a uh, New Zealand or yeah I don't I just thought it was it was tropical okay so yeah yeah, yeah. Mediterranean yeah. as it turns Mediterranean out. It's not too far sure, off. Okay. okay yeah just a tropical island that the Greeks had occupied sure. I assume they sailed out there sure um, the be- <laughs> right after they conquered Japan yeah sure yeah they right. had they they did the Philippines first but the Greeks yeah. invented surfing so yeah. I mean this is that's a fair. yeah, yeah. we up. all know that yeah. Um, so, so, okay, at the end, the volcano erupts, the, the two, the star-crossed lovers are running away, they decide, uh, Kiefer Sutherland has been killed by lava, Ooh. uh, they decide they're not gonna make it, they let the horse run off, uh, and they, they go in for a last embrace, the lava hits them, final shot of the movie is them embracing, encased in lava rock, while the camera rotates around them. <laughs> I kind of wanted it to be pull out to a museum, and then like like modern people are going, and here you'll see the lovers of Pompeii. Oh. Mommy, Daddy, why are they holding each other? Being, because theirs was the greatest love of all. Wouldn't oh. it be awesome if the last shot was all exactly the same, only their fucking doggy style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's but then you have an old guy and you, they, they steal right from Saving Private Lion. Am I a good man? He <laughs> cries and his wife comes over. <laughs> and then they fuck doggy style. Yeah, and then they fuck doggy style. <laughs> Pompey, bring it, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. That's the closing theme song. That theme, yeah. closing theme from Pompey. Pompey, yeah, you got the lava. Pompey, <laughs> Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. <laughs> they fought with the horse and they let it go. And now they're living like Jon Snow, Pompey. <laughs> African friend. <laughs> it's nice to see. It's nice to see Nickelback is still working. Uh, that's where they got their gig. Is yeah. you guys Nickelback, where you can't get any any more arena gigs. Yeah. So you got to do the theme. You songs. have to write songs yeah. that encapsulate the plot. Of, yeah. uh, Actually, uh, bad Nickelback movies. They just wrote the song, and then the producers of Pompeii went, "I like this song. Let's make a movie about it." Like yeah. it's just random Nickelback lyrics. <laughs> Optioning Nickelback <laughs> lyrics <laughs> for movies. We feel like this could be. <laughs> and we should probably cast the guy Let's who played it. Jon Snow because you mentioned him in the in oh, the song. Let's do, Never made it on a blind man do movie. Think, <laughs> do you think it was Jon Snow's production company just <laughs> licensed the whole 
Nickelback, the narrative elements of the Listen, whole Nickelback He's one catalog. of the more popular characters okay. in Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones guy. We need a star vehicle for him. Based on a Nickelback song, boom, green light, sold, <laughs> go. Yeah. Let's start making the commemorative man jewelry now. <laughs> Let's get Burger King on board. Let's get everybody for Nickelback cups for kids. Sure, yeah. Sure. Get some, yeah. I got the pumpkin cup at Burger King. <laughs> get the commemorative flavor of Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> They're selling children whiskey. Of yeah, sure. But yeah, I, uh, my friends and I, we had a nice time. We kind of, we kind of laughed through it, and the Gay Workout Club really had a great time. Really? Yeah, they had a great time. I'm really glad. How many how many guys in this club? This is probably a six six deep. Six deep. <laughs> They're rolling six deep in the gay workout club. <laughs> did they come straight? Did they come straight from working out? They look, They were in gym work- clothes. Yeah, and they looked fit. They were these, these guys, guys were fit, in great right? shape. Yeah. This isn't just a group of dudes that are buddies. These are homosexual gentlemen. Uh, I mean, judging by the kind of the facial hair and all the all the butt slapping, can I <laughs> and the well groomedness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Can I? Tell I would you, be surprised if this was a group of muscles. I saw guys. an amazing worker outer just as I was driving mm-hmm. in here, um, here in the Westlake d- district of Los Angeles. I am always surprised when I'm walking through the neighborhood and I see another white person that doesn't work in my office. Um, there are a couple of other legendary porn star Nina Hartley also lives oh. and works in this oh, building. Great. She's white. Um, she's white. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly you're looking at Latinos. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say mostly, I mean it's got to be 80, 80% Latino, 10 or 15% Korean American mm-hmm. African American, 1% white people. Yeah. And I saw this guy who was a white guy. So already my interest is peaked. (laughs) What's this white guy all about? I said to myself. This guy was wearing like – do you understand what I mean when I say – Will he go to the Mumford & Sons concert (laughs) with me? (laughs) He was wearing uh, like Steve Prefontaine running shorts. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. The kind that are like six inches long, right? But also they have a side slit, sort of like that Angelina Jolie sure. dress from the Oscars that one year, <laughs> that goes all the way up. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, all the you way can, to the you waistband. You can run in that dress. Yeah, yeah. So um, this guy is—he's one of these guys that you might, you could, you could say he's fifty. You could say he's seventy-five, and he's been on a juice diet since 1949. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? So, so Jack LaLanne Jack, type. Jack LaLanne. Jack LaLanne. Yeah, cool. he's a, a pure Jack LaLanne type. He has full-on, he serious, full-on waist-length Willie Nelson ponytail. Gray. Mm-hmm. Little bit of blonde at the tip. Little bit of blonde down at the tip. So he dips but, it. He dips it in like a frosting. It's, it's a, a dip frosted. Di- it's a dip dye situation. <laughs> he heard that dip dye was hot. Spring, summer, 2012. Sure. He stocks up on Paz egg dyeing kits. Okay, great. He is – and so – and he's wearing uh, and he's wearing a fluorescent orange – I guess I would describe it as a safety jacket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something – and To prevent I, him from being hit by a car. I saw him midday. I want to mm-hmm. be clear that I saw him midday. This is never a wrong time of day to be safe. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm wearing a condom right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I always have a helmet on. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you're John Olerud. I've got Um, a gun. I, I this is something. The jacket that he was wearing is something that you would buy at the 
hardware store that sells clothes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking sure. about? I'm at a hardware store with clothes, <laughs> keeping it safe in the afternoon. We got to get this song to John Snow. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, a, he's a hard-working hardware store owner. Dip it in blonde at the tip. <laughs> it's, it's like nylon. You know what I mean? Sure. It's it's like a it's like a fluorescent nylon. Well, you want it to breathe. <laughs> yes, this is this is like he's he's got to be schwitzing in there. Like <laughs> he like if he weren't wearing those super short shorts, one thinks one might think that he would be like a baseball pitcher, spring training, nineteen fifty four, wearing a rubber suit to sweat off some weight. <laughs> I mean, but if, if this juice cleanse thing checks out, I mean, this is a guy who's if concerned this about. Out, if this checks out, we're gonna we're gonna fact check the juice cleanse. Thing. <laughs> Brian, we're gonna call Snopes. Can you go on Snopes.com. Uh, he's probably this is a man who's concerned about toxins. I've got Brian on Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Um, I want to say it's not. It was more of a like. It was – it's not a juice cleanse. Mm-hmm. Juice diet and juice cleanse are different. So we're talking meal replacement? I'm confused. I'm ta- no, I'm talking about a man who has a backyard where he <laughs> grows his own carrots that he makes mm-hmm. into a juice that he drinks every day. Ah, okay. 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 And not a not – Before a, he fucks his wife who's into pottery. Right. Yes. So right. he – so all of these things are going on all at once. Okay. So number one, one of the first uh, first white person I've seen that I didn't already know in weeks. Number two, strange old man in strange running shorts. Number three, why is he wearing this safety jacket? Mm-hmm. Number four, what's going on with the waist length hair pulled back into a ponytail? Number five, he has a walrus mustache mm-hmm. that goes down to his jawline and outward a full three inches past his face (laughs) on either side. Maybe even four or five inches. Like the volume on this, it's as though he had essentially a tennis ball of mustache or a rat. I'm going to dial it back. A racket ball of mustache Mm -hmm. on each side of his face. Thank you for clarifying Extending beyond his face. Like if you imagine a racquetball, but it's made out of mustache, and you glue it <laughs> to a strange old white man's face. I believe the same store that sells the safety vest is where you get your racquetball made out of mustache. <laughs> sure, it's a racquetball made out of mustache. It was like a racquetball Chester Arthur or something. Yeah, like a Ulysses S. Grant. Sure, he's, thing. he's this man has modeled his facial hair out of an early from well, an early president. Hold on. Now, hold on. I raise a point here. Okay, now. please. Is this, Graham, Graham has was, the floor. Here's your question. Was I looking at a tin-type photograph <laughs> of, of a man? No, I was not. <laughs> My question. With the deliberate uh, three inches of flare-out, now mm-hmm. is this used like a whisker to gauge the doorways like a cat does? <laughs> yes. Oh, maybe he's partially blind and he's using this to navigate. Right? You know what I is imagine? This... It's like one of those – You know how? you know those cars – that they set world speed records on the salt flats. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have a long nose and maybe they have a little sort of uh, mm-hmm. like a little mini wing at yep. the end of the nose that keeps it from veering left and right or taking off. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's happening. He's running so fast that he essentially manipulates these like the flaps on an airplane wing. Mm. Yeah. And you, that, I, I, honestly, now we're, now we're making sense. He's got prefontaine right. shorts. All sure. right. He's, he's in great shape with his backyard juicing. Sure. <laughs> He knows yeah. he's doing a lot of running in traffic, hence safety jacket. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. This is, this is I, a man who's built for speed. This is a, this is a human rocket ship. Do you yeah. think it's possible? <laughs> I'm going to throw out a theory here as long as we're making sense. <laughs> <laughs> is it possible that the man I saw was Usain Bolt? Mm, could the be. The world's fastest man. Could okay, be. Okay. Now, now – First, for, I don't want to jump to conclusions here because I, I don't think this is this type of news program. We don't want to be that haphazard. No. no. I think we need juice. This is, we a, need pretty juice. Serious, this is yeah. a pretty serious news program. <laughs> we try and verify all our sources. We have a researcher working on this problem right now. If Juice yeah. Story checks out, then right. I say it. Then the next right. logical step is Usain Bolt. But until Juice yeah, Story checks out. We cannot out, say one way or the I'm other. Not, I don't want let's to jump not on speculate. Okay. Let's yeah. not speculate. Let's okay, fair. look. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> We'll be back in just a second <coughs> with information on whether this story checks out. No. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, we'll be back on Jordan Jessica. Hey, folks, this is Kevin Allison of the Risk Podcast, a proud member of the Maximum Fun family. If you've never heard Risk before, you got to check it out. Risk is where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share in public. Stuff you could never hear on NPR. This is where writers, comedians, and people of all walks of life drop the act and get as raw and real as it gets. You know you love stories. Why not check out the show where you'll hear the most unforgettable ones you've ever heard? Check out Risk today. We are free on iTunes, of course, and we're at MaximumFun.org or at Risk-Show.com. Risk! It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Graham Hellwood, Nickelback producer. <laughs> really? You produced? Their, I did not uh, know No, I produced their movies. I produced oh, their. Okay. Uh, you produced. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I shat on Pompeii. No, that was I your. Love what that was it. I thought you were. I, I heard great things. No, when yeah, Jordan says shit on, I mean that's what. That's I mean, what he does to his lovers. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's I, a very romantic. It's a, thing. It's, I'm, it's a gift. <laughs> it's a gift from my butt. <laughs> To my lover. It's what the my butt to my lover. <laughs> it's what the Native Americans called a butt gift. <laughs> we call it maze. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. Okay, so we looked into it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we we do have... Let me put it... I will, I'm going to start with this. Mm-hmm. Fortunately... We have a detective on staff. Okay. Yes. Brian Fernandez. Mm-hmm. He That kid's last name is Fernandez? Yeah. Does he know he doesn't look Latino at all? Is he Portuguese. A... Oh. Portuguese. He's got some Portuguese in him. Habla portuguese, Brian. He's, he nodded as though he does speak <laughs> Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't portuguese. Think, I don't think he speaks Portuguese. <laughs> he may have made a stew at some point, like a seafood stew. Okay. But foods too. that's as far as he ever got. Okay. He's also been to a Portugal the Man concert. This guy. <laughs> Brian? Yep. Okay. That's how he got his surname. Yeah. Was going to the Portugal the Man concert. Um, so that's the good news. The good news is we, the good news is we have a world-class detective, mm-hmm. a regular Encyclopedia Brown. Mm-hmm. Here's the bad news. Ooh. He Googled 
Westlake, MacArthur Park, Old Guy, Ponytail, Orange Jacket, Steve Prefontaine shorts. And he didn't come up with anything. Well, then, uh, when you're putting a high-level detective on something like that hmm, and it right. comes back blank, to me, that, that there is an answer there. There is an answer. Mm-hmm. He is the person. <gasps> or. Okay. Or. Prefontaine juicer guy mm-hmm. right. is in witness protection. Oh, he's a ghost. He's a ghost. Wow. He's off the grid. Yeah. And the government's going to deny it. Mm-hmm. What if of he's course. A, he could also be a spook. He could be working for the That's CIA. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he's He'd working He could be a ghost. Th- yeah. He could be a spook. Mm-hmm. Uh, a goblin. Yeah, Witsec. <laughs> he could be a goblin. He could be a specter. <laughs> a specter, sure. An aberration. There's a many things. <laughs> be one of those troll dolls? Yes, there's so many options here. A fairy, F-A-E-R-I-E. Mm-hmm. To me, it's it speaks to me. And, and again, I don't have the experience that Brian does. Sure. Oh, I didn't say he has experience, just qualifications. Oh, his quali- I don't have his qualifications right. either, but I will you say. You have a Batman wristband. I have a Batman mm-hmm. wristband, which does get me close. Batman's that, a detective? He is. the wrist- world's greatest detective. Is that wristband for Batman's charitable foundation, by the way? Yes, Batman. It's the Batman Batman fund. against childhood cancers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he is. It's, it's pediatric cancer at the Batman it's, Foundation. It's, it, it's, a, it's a foundation that benefits... Uh, the children of uh, in, uh, wealthy industrialists yeah, who are murdered. Yes, yes. <laughs> Orphaned, Orphaned rich kids. Billionaire. Yeah, yeah. It, gets them, it gets them everything they need. Fight training. Yeah, uh, fight. A, a lair. Yeah, uh, access into League of Shadows. Sure. Like everything. <laughs> a really cool butler. A yeah. really cool butler. Uh, military cars that nobody knows about. Um, so Put I, you in line to be one of the Robins after one dies. Exactly. Scouts, kids, children from families of gymnastics. Who 1950s die. wrestling magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this to me reeks. It's, what, it's, it's just too loud of a no answer on the internet. Mm-hmm. That to me says he's a government. Sure. Guy. There should be something. He's undercover. He, do you think we're in danger now because we've revealed this? Oh, man. We're like Edward Snowden. We have to be super careful of our metadata. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I th- our bitcoins. Your bitcoins. <laughs> I think you guys got to... Don't touch my bitcoins. Yeah. You guys got to squirrel up your bitcoins. Somebody uh, somebody was kind enough to email and say we should accept in the, in the Max Fund Drive, which recently concluded, that we should put together a system to accept bitcoins. Mm-hmm. They weren't offering to donate bitcoins. They were just saying that we should accept bitcoins. Because they figured others would like to accept Bitcoins or would like to donate Bitcoins. And uh, I couldn't even muster the energy to say no thank you. (laughs) That's how little time I have for Bitcoins. (laughs) Is there another cryptocurrency you prefer? Oh, yeah. Flues. Oh, okay. I'm all about flues. Sure. If if it's not endorsed by Whoopi Goldberg, I am out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how you live your life. Jesse has all his money tied up in Disneyland fun bucks. (laughs) Yeah. Only spend those in Disneyland. (laughs) And downtown Disney. Downtown Disney. By the way, I'm I'm really glad that I've given our listeners a few good things to Google on this week's program with John Olerud Mm -hmm. and flues so far. (laughs) 
<laughs> these are things that yeah get in there frankly only five percent of you know what the fuck those are but <laughs> if you google them you're gonna have a lot of fun post facto it's gonna be like it's gonna it's gonna be like one of those arrested development jokes that goes by and someone else has to explain it to you mm-hmm. and then instead of laughing you not appreciatively right and you say well at least now i get it yeah i'm sort of in the club anyway guys can i share a hollywood story with you Ooh. You mean from show business? Yeah, like a show business story. Ooh, I like it. I, just, I think maybe this will, yeah. So uh, I talked a couple couple weeks ago. Uh, I was going to Miami uh, to work at a press junket, to do interviews for a press junket mm. for the movie Rio 2. That sounds hot. Yeah. It sounds hot. Yeah, the movie was hot. The weather in Miami was hot. Hot. The stars, yeah, they were hot. Hot. Yeah, those stars were hot. White hot. Uh, and something weird happened to me. Uh, in that, like, you know, uh, um, so before you go into a press junket, you're kind of in this holding area with all the other entertainment reporters. And, you know, you're chatting. And What do you got in there, a trough? Yeah, you, gotta, you have a trough with some millet. <laughs> and you all, you all get on all fours and you right? eat the millet and then they call your name. And sure. you, uh, sit, uh, and you sit for four minutes in front of George Lopez. Yeah, and then you're turned into dog food. Exactly, yeah. And then you're, you're, put, into a, you're put into an abattoir. Okay. Um, so something weird was happening in that uh, – and this is the first – and usually people are really polite at these things. Like, you know, because, you know, you right. never know who's listening sure. and, uh, you know, like the publicists are there. You don't know who could be a spook. Yeah, exactly. You know, just because just a guy's wearing uh, prefontaine yeah. shorts. Maybe Johnny Westlake just happens to be at that press job. Sure, you never that's know. That's when you know. Yeah. Can and- you, Brian, Google Johnny Westlake in case that's his name? <laughs> Good thinking. So maybe Graham. another fifties wrestler. Good thinking, Graham. Johnny Westlake, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> giving him what for? Um, but this was weird in that there were an inordinate amount of people uh, shit talking Anne Hathaway. What? Just talking about how unpleasant Anne Hathaway was going to be. They were like saying stuff to me like, "Oh yeah, good luck in there with Hathaway. Yeah, she'll. Yeah, she will like. She will walk out of an interview for no reason." Like, don't – and it's all this crazy – like, don't look her in the eye. Like, Anne Hathaway doesn't like it when you look her in the eye. She's one of the voices in Rio, I should mention. Oh. That she, makes it more sense. She didn't just stop by to support the film. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> she's one of the – she's the voice of the uh, Fly into Miami, girl I parrot. Just... She's like, I, I want to speak out on behalf of a cause I really believe in. <laughs> it's a toucan with a dream. <laughs> His name is Rio. It's the sequel to a bad movie. <laughs> so let me – Sure. At that point, were you like – did you think they were like, oh, we're joking with the new guy? Did you think they were pulling uh, I, that game? Yeah, no, I didn't think so. I mean, I I, uh, I did press junkets for a long time, so I kind of like, I, you know, I, I didn't feel like they were there was razzing going okay. on. Had you ever had an experience with Anne Hathaway? I have never, I no, I had never junketed with Anne Hathaway. Had you ever had this? Had you ever experienced this kind of buzz before? Uh, no, I. This is un, I noticed it because it was unprecedented. Because like, I'm like, wow, multiple people are coming up to me. And just saying nasty things about someone who's in the next room. There was a lot of talk once Mm -hmm. when I was hosting, not trying to brag, the 2011-ish IFC Spirit Awards nomination special. (laughs) And I did an interview with Ava Mm Mendez. There was a lot of talk about Ava Mendez being prickly before Ava Mendez came in. Mm. Ava Mendez people came in and they were very prickly when she sat down. She touched my leg. Hmm. Right. She was super sweet. Yeah. I got, I got, so you have to be careful. Sure. Sure. With these people saying these people are prickly. 
Well, I mean, and this was like this was people who I guess who I was under the impression had like had a bad experience with her. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking like about it they, like they had. Maybe she didn't touch their leg. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> They they like scooted their leg really close. Yeah. Um, they kept going. God, my knee. So yeah, but also, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of aware of like Anne Hathaway is someone who people feel very strongly about. I think that you know her public persona, like when she hosted the Oscars, like James Franco wasn't trying, and she was, and I think it 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 made her seem like the bad kind of nerd, not like a charming Jennifer Lawrence nerd who doesn't know why she's here, you know, but just like a try-too-hard, you know, glee club kind of dork. So I think it, it, you know... Who happens to be almost unspeakably good-looking. Sure, yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, I think people think she's just, you know, she's the Tracy Flick of show business. Like, she's the, you know... Needs to be perfect. Look at me. Look at me. Right. Type. Right. Uh, and I've, I guess I've only seen a few Anne Hathaway movies. I saw the one with Jake Gyllenhaal where he sold Viagra and she right, was right, nude right. a lot. Yeah. Enjoyed that. What was that? Uh, forget the name. Boner Pill Countdown? Yeah, Boner Pill Countdown. Boner Pill Countdown. Countdown. Get your priapism ready. Love and other drugs. Thank you, Brian. I was going to guess a league of their own. Yeah, a league of their own. <laughs> that was all I had. I mean, we all got boners watching a league of their own. <laughs> right, of course. Sure. I mean, the Rockford Peaches. Oh. Mm-hmm. Rosie They O'Donnell. were peaches. Rosie O'Day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Rosie O'Donnell plus Madonna. Ooh, boy. Yum, yum. <laughs> a lot of yum, yum. <laughs> John Lovitz. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Meow, 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 meow. Drunk Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, wow, 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 wow. 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 <laughs> Shazam! And of course, Lori Petty, who's always lovely. Lori Petty, an artist in Venice Beach. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm sure Lori Petty's making some uh, found sculptures now, some found object sculptures. Yes, I've never seen, I live down by the beach, I've never seen Lori Petty around there without like paint covered jeans and hauling in driftwood yeah always (laughs) yeah exactly exactly just like hey you're gonna need that old carburetor uh sure laurie petty take it i'm gonna make it into a spider i was in point break well see ya uh so yeah so and i guess i and i had seen her in the third batman and i thought she was she really 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 uh really perked up that movie she's great she was yeah um really what that movie needed was a little a little little fun a little humor um so I'm I'm I have no beef with Hathaway at this point, and frankly, watching that Oscars, I'm like, oh, I'm, well, somebody should be trying, right? I mean, don't shit on her for trying; she's doing her best. Yeah, if you're up there on the fucking Oscars, and for some weird, inexplicable reason, James Franco <laughs> has decided to back out of this thing that he agreed to, but yeah. he decided to back out of it on TV in the middle in front of it, of yeah. everyone. Yeah, you might be a little worried and try and pick up the slack. Yeah, but I mean, like to the point, like to where I was on on deck. Well, I was about to go in. The other reporter was there, and I was like the next one. And people were like, like, I mean, good luck. I mean, I don't know what you're going to get. You're probably not going to get anything. You're not going to get anything from Hathaway. What were you trying to get out of Hathaway? Uh, just, just some nice, just some nice goofing around, some fun, a were smile. You, were you doing a bit, or just it was just Jordan having fun? Uh, just Jordan having fun. Okay. Um, and the, the things we were making for uh, these are for TBS, and they're very short. So, I mean, even if. You just need one soundbite. Yeah, you just need her to say one thing that's kind of cute and charming. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, so it's not like you're making a whole IFC Spirit Awards nomination special. And you need different sure, stuff exactly. to punch in. Yeah, yeah. A little touch on the leg. Mm-hmm. A little right. sort of flirty eye contact. So I get in there. Guess who's a fucking delight? Guess who is a delightful, charming, funny, basically the closest thing we have to a princess here in America? <laughs> 
Anne Hathaway was the fucking best. Oh, I was going to guess Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell is the Duchess of America. And Anne Hathaway is the princess. She was great. I sat down. I said, hi, I'm Jordan. She said, hi, I'm Annie. Oh. Isn't that cute? Usually those celebrities just assume they don't introduce themselves. Because like, well, this guy knows who I am. They're yeah, here to sure. interview me. Yeah. But yeah, charming eye contact. I don't want to hear another fucking shitty word about Anne Hathaway ever again. You know She's what? a delight. You know what that bitch is? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I have no time mm-hmm. for people who are out there on the streets of America right now talking shit about the great Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah. People with cold hearts. Yeah. Dead eyes. Mm-hmm. And limp s- dicks. Dry pussies. And sick minds. Yeah. yeah. Filled with hate. Yeah. Have you ever read the story of Frankenstein's monster? I have, yes. Its brain came from a dead murderer. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of person who says mean things about Anne Hathaway. And you know what that is with those junketeers? Sure. Uh, because, you know, I've gotten to go to some press screenings mm-hmm. because of doing comedy film. Not, not a, a big lot. deal, but I, you, right. you, you, you're, but you're, but you're significant. You're like, oh, all right. We don't you get know. the, we don't get the, like, we don't get the big movies. We get like indie films and stuff, which is great. Well, look, you're, but you're a little, I yeah, mean, let's call it what it you is. Matter. You matter. Know? You matter. You matter. You guys can juice the opening of right. a smaller film with your recommendation. Boom. To, to, for the audience at home, Gra- Graham is making fucking motions. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I juice the opening. <laughs> yeah, take that, cheap thrills. I, I was making motions like I was making carrot juice. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Jesse, Which... I didn't notice your ponytail. <laughs> yeah. So luxurious. Ooh, Prefontaine. Mm-hmm. And, but I've been with some of those. Those. My name is Johnny Westlake. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> Johnny Westlake. Johnny Westlake, aka Prefontaine in Nickelback. <laughs> um, and I those those junketeers are. Uh, you know what I get? Bet you what happened? Sure. I bet you several of them on one of their junkets just asked a bunch of stupid questions. Like, if you've ever been interviewed for those kind of things, and they just ask, you could just make shit up. Like, who's in your thing? And you could just be like, oh, Abraham Lincoln and Steve McQueen and uh, the Rockford <laughs> Files, and be like, oh, great. What was it like working with them? Like, they don't listen. They don't pay attention. Anybody pull any pranks on the set? Yeah. like any pranksters? What yeah. was it like working with the Rockford Files? Yeah, like, <laughs> a whole TV show? Yeah, it was great. What, what, what were they? I'm sure the kissing scenes were to die They pretty for. hot. Uh, pretty hot. And so I bet you she just got sick one day and went, God, you're stupid, or told her publicist, get these morons out of here. And they're like, oh, Anne Hathaway's difficult. No, you're dumb. Mm-hmm. It's like the sportscaster, guys, when a, when a coach or player loses a game and they ask those stupid questions, what do you think happened? Like, well, we lost. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> come, the they come back to, the, to ESPN. They're like, wow, that coach just lost it. Yeah, he lost. What? He just—it's the fucking Super Bowl, Jackbone. Like, what are you hearing? If you're a moron, have you have you ever heard uh, Tommy Lasorda's opinion of Kingman's oh, performance? Oh God, my opinion of his performance. Jesus Christ! Oh God, guy hits four fucking home runs. Five, five fucking. Like, one guy corrects him. Everything was like four home runs, and he hit nine RBIs. Ten, ten fucking RBIs. My opinion of his fucking performance. Perform- he can't even say performance. Yeah, 
It's my opinion. Yeah. Oh, there's all. Oh, have you ever heard that whole old Golden Throats? It's all those coaches losing it, like Earl Weaver. No, I mm-hmm. haven't heard Earl Weaver lose it. Earl Weaver, who get on the internet, folks, if you don't know who he is. He was the Baltimore Orioles manager in the seventies and eighties. Orioles. Was, Orioles. Yeah. Sorry, what did I say? Well, the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> well, it's a good cookie. Yeah, <laughs> it is a very good cookie. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's hungover from my childhood, where we called them the Baltimore Oreos. <laughs> Um, so uh, he was a notorious, like crazy hothead. There's, if you go online, you go to YouTube, you'll see him cr- picking up the the um, the bases and throwing like crazy, crazy, crazy. So they, they there was a show and it was like the the Baltimore Oreo Baseball Network, and I'm you know I'm Stevie Steverson, and here's your coach Earl Waver, and you can tell like he just came from a loss or something mm-hmm. like that. So he's like, Earl, we got a question from uh, Dave Ryerson out there at Maryland who says, you know, uh, Coach Weaver, do you think the, the team needs more team speed? Team speed, for Christ's sake. Get some little fucking flea running around the bases <laughs> getting picked up. Get some big cocksucker that can knock the fucking ball out of the ballpark. <laughs> you know, it just goes on uh, for that. And like it's, and you can hear the, the guy, the radio guy, because obviously it was pre-recorded going, all right, Earl. Well, here's another question from Gladys. You know, like he just—he clearly goes, "Well, I guess today we're not having an interview." I like—I like it when it intrudes. The nice thing about baseball is it doesn't seem like that's going to happen in baseball right. when it does happen. I just watched a clip of Albert Bell, Joey Bell, mm-hmm. a 1990s power hitter, Albert Bell, uh, running the bases, and I'm going to say 1996 or something like that. And uh, Fernando Vina is playing second base for the Brewers. And Fernando Vina is, uh, grabs a ground ball as uh, Albert Bell's running from first base. And apparently earlier on in this same game, uh, Albert Bell had told Fernando Vina, uh, don't get in my way or I'll take you out, uh, after Fernando Vina had sort of gotten in his way, turning a double play. And uh, Albert Bell, Fernando Vina's 5'7", Something like that, maybe you know, like a little tiny middle infielder. Albert Bell, six three, enormous muscled man, running full speed, just full on throws a bow in his face <laughs> and like knocks him like three feet backwards, like forty five feet down the line, like two thirds of the way to second base, just boom, and he just <laughs> just like a rocket ship <laughs> into space. Oh, man. And then he just turns around and heads back towards the dugout. Fernando Vina just pops up. And you can see Fernando Vina going, oh, like, <laughs> He just got ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baseball is such this, like, nice pace. And all right. And all of a sudden, beanball war, fight. You know, yeah. like, it's crazy. Yeah, someone's coming after somebody with a bat. Yeah. When was the last time the, the bench got cleared? When was the last bench-clearing brawl in oh, baseball? There's regular bench-clearing brawls yeah. in baseball. I like a nice bench-clearing brawl. Sure, you got to clear the benches. You get a couple every season. What's scary, though, is is in a baseball game, once in a while there will be an actual fight. Mm-hmm. That comes every, like, two or three years. Mm-hmm. Like, when usually when they clear the benches, just everyone's like, ah, oh, it's like a standing ovation at a thing that's not that good. Right. Like, you're just like, I don't want to be the guy who's, like, making a point of not standing. Right. I better, yeah, you can just run out there kind of behind the other guys, and maybe you don't have to, like, it'll be over by the time you get out there. It's right. like the two teams are, like, made of uh, the same kind of magnet. So they're sort of coming, right. ne- but the nearer they get, the more <laughs> repelled they are from each other. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. So it sort of moves around in funny sort of fractal-like ways, as the, but nobody actually touches each other. I remember about 10 years ago, there was a Korean pitcher. I think it was Chan Ho Park for the Dodgers. And it's so great because a lot of those baseball fights, it's just a lot of like posturing. They're not like fighters, you know. And he was a pitcher and he, you know, brushed some guy back or beat him. And the guy did that thing, you know, he's like throws his gloves down the bat like, you want to do this? Let's do this. And so, you know, he threw his – the pitcher, Channel Park, threw his gloves. And the guy charged him thinking it was going to be like – American guy wrestling and he just did taekwondo jumped up <laughs> f- kicked him in the head knocked him out no there wasn't a jump kick yeah it was that's a jump. amazing it was great and 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 so many people like I remember listening to so many like American that's bullshit you shouldn't be able to do that and I was like I, I studied martial arts I'm like it was beautiful like <laughs> this this stupid idea like he didn't fight the right way yeah I mean like, I think if you do study martial arts I mean how often do you get to use a jump kick oh, in a practical situation great and just perfect just spun midair ding just knock the dude out oh, it was terrific gorgeous I had this dream as a child and I it's a dream that still burns within me even though <laughs> even though Chan Ho Park has moved has retired and the Cubs have moved to a new spring training facility that the name of the Cubs spring training facility and Chan Ho Park's name would be combined into Chan Ho 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 Cam Cam Park Park. <laughs> Wait, Chan Ho 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 Cam Park Park. <laughs> yes, they should do that. Ho Ho Cam Park is where the Cubs yeah. played. Chan Ho 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 Cam oh. Park Park. <laughs> Am I getting that right? Yeah. That's, that's entirely correct. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Graham Elwood, Nickelback enthusiast. <laughs> Did they fire you as producer? Uh, we were working some stuff out. I mean, I right, think it's uh, probably amicable at this point. You're going to take like a reduced role? Uh, yeah, you know, I just, there's some other projects I want to do. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm trying to make uh, uh, Creed songs into theme parks. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I just am going to focus on that. Sure. Yeah, if only theme parks had Creed songs. I know. Mm-hmm. If only you could hear Creed at a theme park. Especially a regional theme park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was possible to yeah. hear at a music. great America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Six Flags over Creed. Okay. <laughs> Sponsors on this week's program. First of all, Jordan Jesse Go, supported by Simple Banking Without Bullshit. I took a good look at Simple. Talk to the folks at Simple. It is a really neat product. Basically, it is an online bank. No fees, free ATMs, uh, an account that's supported by real people. You call them on the telephone. They answer the telephone when you call. Um, you don't have to go through a phone tree to get somebody to help you out. Um, and they have and they have a lot of cool tools to help you save your money and plan your finances like – Things like uh, things like a, they, they'll give you a checking account based on how much money, not just how much money you literally have in your checking account, but how much money you will have in your checking account after you pay your rent and all of the bills that you expect to pay. Mm, um, that's So helpful. you know how much money you have to spend. Um, and you can do automatic savings and all kinds of stuff. Uh, they are on a wait list right now because there is <laughs> too much demand for their service. But you can skip the wait list. Go to simple.com slash JJ Go. That's simple.com slash JJ Go. 
Uh, we also have something up on the Jumbotron. Yeah, Philadelphia-based sketch comedy group The Flat Earth, who created the Her parody Burr using uh, Bill Burr's audio from uh, his Jordan Jesse Go appearance. That's very funny. Worth watching. Um, they uh, have a new hour-long live show, April 10th through the 18th at the Philly Improv Theater, uh, the city of brotherly love's home for alternative comedy and the largest improv sketch and stand-up training center. Visit phillyimprovtheater.com for more info and use the code MAXFUN for discounts. Uh, for more on the Flat Earth, like them at facebook.com slash flatearthphilly. Uh, Facebook.com slash Flat Earth is taken up by the Flat Earth Society. <laughs> so don't just go there. Yeah, Flat Earth Philly. The, if you're in Philadelphia, the Fit's a nice place. I, yeah, uh, it's a great theater. I did uh, uh, I did The Sound of Young America there a few years ago. Yeah. It's a great place to go do uh, taping of your public radio show. And enjoy some Scrapple. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was just in uh, Philadelphia randomly a couple of years ago and uh, nothing to do and went by the uh, the Philly Improv Theater to see a show and it was great. It's a great place to see a show. Definitely check out the Flat Earth Society. Yeah, so thank you to the Flat Earth. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor an episode of Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. And hey, guess what? We are headed to the Pacific Northwest, Jordan. Yeah. April 25th and April 26th, we are in Portland and Seattle with our good friends Stop Podcasting Yourself. Get your tickets now. Tickets are on sale now. Go to MaximumFun.org. And I am headed to Vancouver with my good friends Dave and Graham from Stop Podcasting Yourself. I will be at Simon Fraser University uh, the following Monday, which is 25th, 26th, 27th, April 28th. (laughs) And uh, you can get tickets for that now. All of the information is at MaximumFun.org. And when I say you can get tickets for that now, just do it. Just get your get tickets, tickets now. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Special guests at both shows. Uh, yeah. How about this? John Roderick in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about Mr. Luke Burbank from Too Beautiful to Live in Portland? Doesn't get any better than those guys. Come to the shows. I'm not going to say who, but I just had a conversation with a special musical guest in Portland mm-hmm. who can't be billed because they have a show that they're selling tickets to and getting paid for uh, <laughs> later that week in Portland. But uh, hopefully they will be able to stop by. But it's a popular band that you'll be excited to see. Guy from Gang of Four? Yes, yeah, the guy from Gang of Four. Yes. It's Kerry Brownstein. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you live in the Pacific Northwest, buy those tickets now because who knows when we'll be able to leave the house again. Probably never. Yeah, Jordan has a new job and I have two children. So <laughs> basically you're fucked. And if you don't live in Portland, yeah. in Seattle, or Vancouver. And I am knocking up some of the women who work at my new job. So. Atta yeah. boy. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't live in Portland, Seattle, or Vancouver, you know, go suck a lemon. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're or go luck. fuck yourselves. You're busted. <laughs> you are a zero in our eyes. We do not value you. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Graham Elwood, Creed salesman. <laughs> when something momentous. <laughs> I'll take one. <laughs> Would you like a Creed? <laughs> extra stap on that. <laughs> one Creed, extra stap. Desi, did you have something you wanted to say? <laughs> I need to purchase a new creed because people <laughs> have been refusing me service based on my previous creed. <laughs> you mean Judaism? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, 
When something momentous happens to you, our audience, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN. 206-984-4FUN. Put it in your phone, dummy. 206 <laughs> You, you idiot. I've, turned, I've turned, wow, against yeah. 100%. My, turned against the audience 100%. You've turned against the like America's turned against Anne Hathaway. In my Ooh. migraine medication haze that I'm <laughs> trying to do this show through, I have, I have now I, – at first, I was loving the audience. I was feeling the joy hmm. radiating through our podcast. And now it's like a cold fucking winter. Wow. It's oh, like – I'm like Princess What's-Her-Name from the movie Frozen. <laughs> That's and the one. Everything I touch turns to ice. Mm. And all I can do is go off into my ice castle and shoot fucking ice pyrotechnics into the air while I belt a sweet song. Sounds pretty good. Luckily, in a sort of weirdly tone-contradicting thing, Josh Gad is there. <laughs> <laughs> He's livening it up a little bit. That's cool. That's not doesn't make it that bad, then. No, it's fun because Josh Gad's funny. He's great. He's a talented guy. He's a talented. That's why he's been so critically acclaimed on Broadway. You know, he hasn't had the on-screen success that maybe he deserves, but he'll get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's got the talent. You he's know, on what a I mean? show with Billy Crystal. Yeah, so you know, you can't miss with Crystal. Crystal's been oh yeah, <laughs> red hot the last ten, homers, or, yeah. ten or twenty years. Out of the park yeah. every time. We're talking <laughs> Mr. Saturday Night. Uh, <laughs> others, <laughs> other, other others. <laughs> Just yeah, other films. Laundry list, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Mr. Saturday Night and all the films that preceded it. Yeah. Appearing on talk shows and doing bits from 25 years uh, ago. Hosting <laughs> the Oscars the same way. Uh, okay. Look, we don't have a. I don't have a. I don't really I like have Billy a problem. No. Why Crystal. would you have a problem with? I Billy jumped Crystal. on a riff train and it. went Yeah, down. we yeah. were just riffing Crystal. I nothing, just started, nothing personal. I started a riff train rolling down the tracks, mm-hmm. but it was a mistake. I was high on cocaine. You were. High on cocaine, riding a riff train. Um, Davy Jones number. uh, Okay, when something momentous happens to you, we have you call us at 206-984-4FUN for momentous occasions. We've got two momentous occasions this week. Let's hear the first. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Tony from Scranton, Pennsylvania, calling with a momentous occasion. I'm uh, currently stopped at a stoplight here, driving from one teaching job to the next. And we actually had, just here in Scranton the past couple of days, two days of torrential rain, and then today a surprise snowstorm. And I'm stopped at the stoplight looking to my left here, and I see a business with a pump truck in front of it. looks to be pumping water out of the store. And the side of the truck says, pumping up the jam since 1945, <laughs> uh, which then made me laugh at that, but then also wonder, is this restaurant having a jam explosion and is that truck actually pumping up jam that'd be pretty awesome have a great day love the show talk to you later bye i'm with you 100 percent. i'd like for it to be a boutique jam pumping operation well you know there's nothing like uh any sort of niche marketing and niche stores like oh it's it's a store that only sells cupcakes and sure. I'm, I'm glad that this is a, a store that only Pumps jam, not just sells it, but only pumps it. <laughs> There's a part of me that wants to put down people who have a novelty slogan that's not actually funny. It's only funny in the context of the fact that it's a slogan for a boring business. You know what I mean? Right. Like a plumber who has like a butt themed slogan, sure. <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, 
we won't let it rain on your parade or right. whatever. We'll get cracking on fixing your pipe. Or... Yeah, exactly. And um, but on the other hand, who am I? You know that guy deserves. A you gotta say ray you, of you gotta light. So, you set yourself apart from yeah. the other jam pumpers. It's a guy who deserves a ray of light in his life. I yeah. like I, when I think of a jam pump. I think of like an old time. Like water well that you know, yeah, like an right. Anna Green Gables would go out to yes. to pump water into a bucket, but it's just jam. And it's a jam well mm-hmm. from the deep in the center of the earth is where sure. jam is you made. Hit a, you hit a you hit a jam vein. Yes, you get it to collect jam ore. That's where it comes from. Yeah. How do you not know this? We have an email here. This came from someone named Ari. Were we talking about Fat Joe's recently on the program? That does not seem familiar to me at all. Uh, I don't know. What's Brian the... is nodding as though we were talking about Fat Joe's, but week. I don't think he says last week we were. <laughs> seems I disagree, Brian. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> However, he sent in. Maybe a... we were talking about Fat Sal's, the sandwich place owned by Turtle from Entourage. There you go. <laughs> oh, okay. We um we got a picture from a, a listener named Ari, who came upon. A picture, a a drawing on the sidewalk made in multiple colors of chalk. And at the top, it says Fat Joe. (laughs) Underneath is a fat stick figure, like a blob figure. (laughs) Um, And inside is drawn his esophagus, stomach, and bowel. And then underneath, it says digestive system. (laughs) Is this a Banksy? And then underneath, (laughs) there's either a poop or a penis. Hmm. It's hard to say because, you know, it's drawn in... Yeah, yeah. So this is like a... I mean, I don't know if you guys ever, like, went to, like, the science museum as a kid and got a visible man at the gift shop, but this is kind of like the chalk version. It's sort of like, what if the part of Slim Goodbody was played by the rapper Fat Joe? Mm -hmm. Do you think this is meant to represent specifically Fat Joe from the Terror Squad? I don't know. I mean, is this maybe just viral marketing for Turtle Sandwich Restaurant? <laughs> That's I, I go with that answer, sir. Yeah. yeah. That makes most Do sense. Do you think it's possible that Fat Joe and Turtle are in business together? I mean, it seems like a match made in heaven. I mean, it it almost seems like it would be a problem if they weren't in business together. Yeah. And don't you think, too, that it's very deliberate to draw a turd dick? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. It seems like something Turtle would do. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't seem like, a, oh, we, we didn't know what we were doing. Like, this seems very mapped out. It mm. seems like something he would do, I should say specifically, in between the ending of Entourage, the TV show, mm-hmm. and the beginning of production for Entourage, the movie. So you're saying this is like an Entourage movie, Gated. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. In the same way that Johnny Westlake has got to be working for NSA. Yeah, or, right. right. Yeah. This, is a, this is a calculated... Uh, marketing point. Do you yeah. think it's possible that other members of the terror squad mm-hmm. are being represented across media with different parts of their body exposed? Yeah, I think this is part of the multi- multiple vertical. Uh, right. Like, approach. is there a is there a big pun? Where yeah. it shows his deltoid muscles. I saw Big Pun, by the way, open up for Tupac in 91. He was amazing. I, well, I think here's the big question. Is do you guys want to go get a sandwich with mozzarella sticks inside? <laughs> uh, the answer is yes. Okay. I, mean, I say put them in there. 
Yeah. Jam them in. Yeah. Can it be a Scrapple sandwich? Scra- I mean, I, there you'll have to talk thing? to Turtle. Is there such a thing as a Scrapple sandwich? Uh, I'm, I'm sure there is. I don't think I've run across one, but I think what seems would, like what something. What would be in a Scrapple sandwich? Bread, Scrapple, some sort of <laughs> aioli. <laughs> some sort of aioli. A tapenade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And hand-pumped jam. Yeah, and then some nice hand-pumped jam. Yes, exactly. Uh, just jam hand-pumped. <laughs> then there's just a picture of Remy Ma's lymphatic system. Can I, um, can I ask about the jelly donuts? Has this jam been hand-pumped? Yes, these are all hand-pumped okay. jam okay. jelly donuts. Thanks. And it's local? It's been locally It's locally pumped? organic, low-carbon footprint okay. hand-pumped jam. And what, um, is there like a microbrew that'll pair well with that? Yes, uh, we do have an IPA that okay. uh, hand-pumps okay. our jam. Great. It all comes from a farmer's Okay, market. I'll have that. Thank you. And the, all the donuts are put into reusable canvas shopping bags. <laughs> <laughs> I, um... I have a question about mm-hmm. Cuban links. <laughs> Do you want me to? Is that? I want, I can a, I still talk about like this? Is I that a question a, for this character? I have a question. <laughs> is that a question for this character? <laughs> is this this the character? hand pump jam enthusiast? Um, Cuban links me? nervous system. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Cuban link <laughs> members of the terror squad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doing a lot of different jokes at once. I'm yeah, sorry. there's too much going on. Let's get back to Earl Weaver. Let's take our next call. Stuart, <laughs> it's Brian from Peru calling with a momentous occasion. Here in Peru, it's common to see uh, mothers breastfeeding in public, and it's also common to see like whole families of three or even four people riding down the street on one motorcycle, even a scooter. But until just this moment, I had not seen a mom on a scooter, and the mom with her shirt down, driving down the street, nursing her baby. The baby did not have a helmet on. Wrapped her in flight. Bye, guys. That's out of control. Yeah, it seems out of control. To recap, I don't trust these second world countries. To recap, for people who uh, who might have missed it, he Brian lives in Peru, where it's common to see people breastfeeding in public, mm-hmm. uh, women specifically. Well, he didn't say. Uh, that's Did true. he say? He said, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Could be a sow. <laughs> sure. I don't know what per- Peruvian man titties are like. Yeah. No, know. that's true. They could. They could excrete a milk. Yeah. Who knows? They might a be hand pumped. A hand pumped male. A hand pumped Peruvian man milk. Yeah, sure. I'll take the um, hand pumped Peruvian man milk. Now, can I can get I an get aioli that? on that? Could I get that with a side of pan flutes? <laughs> yes, uh, it actually comes in an edible pan flute. Okay, great. Do you have a wooden marimba? Uh, now, um, can we stuff some mozzarella sticks in that? <laughs> uh, yes, for an extra dollar fifty, we will do that. Great. Terrific. Can I have scrapple instead of bread? <laughs> scrapple. <laughs> um. And apparently, is scrapple a real scrapple? Is it a real thing, or you just is it a no? Just scrapple is real. It's good too. It's like miscellaneous pig parts mixed with corn and made into a patty. That sounds like the worst thing that's ever been invented <laughs> no. by humans. It's really good. It's like uh, it's like it's it sort sounds of like, like a pimento loaf. Let's it's call a little it bit it. like a corned beef hash, but it's in okay. a patty form. Okay, and it's made of corn instead of. Uh, potatoes. Now, can I get uh, hand pumped uh, okay, corn pumped beef? Corn beef. Can I get a left handed uh, spreaded uh, with a knife and <laughs> a tapenade across the uh, scrabble? 
there gluten in this? <laughs> How much gluten is in this? Does this uh, Scrabble have its own bike lane? <laughs> oh, maybe the t- does this Scrabble have its own bike lane? Oh, I mean, should there be a breastfeeding lane in Peru? Maybe there should be. I think there. Should I, be. I will go. I will we'll say the decrease first thing traffic. You're a world traveler. Have you ever been to Peru? I have not. I have been to Brazil. I've been to Panama. Mm. Uh, I will say this. To me, it sounds like wonderful multitasking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and say, low carbon footprint on a scooter. Sure. No. Yeah. That's not that's an true. SUV. I say there's. And do we? Are we sure that it's a motorized scooter? Could it have been a razor scooter? <laughs> it might have been a razor scooter. <laughs> then she definitely needs a lane. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, like if she's breastfeeding the baby and then goes off a jump. Yeah. You got to make your own lane. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. In life, like DJ and K- in traffic, like DJ Khaled, formerly of the Terror Squad. <laughs> you know that guy made his own lane. Did he make his own lane? In, in, in Miami. Hmm. It's just a list of shit that happened earlier on the show. Home of Anne Hathaway lies. You got yeah. it. It's where people go. Miami is the number one city people go to to spread lies about Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Can I say something right now? Yeah. Right here, right now. Miami, I'm putting you on blast. Wow. Mm. This means you, Gloria Estefan. Mm-hmm. This means you, probably Ozzy Canseco, Jose Canseco's twin brother. <laughs> Hey, don't try and sneak out, Pitbull. Yeah. This means you, Will Smith in the 90s. Yeah, for video shoots. For his one song, Miami. Welcome to Miami. That one. He probably keeps a summer home there. Yeah. Okay. Shaq has a home there. This means you, television drug dealers. (laughs) (laughs) So what are you putting Miami on blast for? Oh, just talking shit about Anne Hathaway? That's my girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's back off America and the world, Peru. That's America's smiling sweetheart. <laughs> she'll appear naked in a film. And, and she'll look great. Gra- and she'll look terrific. She'll look great doing it. Mm-hmm. She looks great in short boy hair. Yeah. She looks great no matter what she does. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm sure she sang beautifully in Les Mis. I would not see that movie if you slammed my hand in a door. Right. There's sure. no movie I want to see less. You're going to the Wait, Pompeii prequel. Is this, yes, you... I will go, yes, I will go to Pompeii Gaiden, the it, Pompeii side story. Is this the sequel? About what, about <laughs> what, uh, universe? About, yeah, yeah, about what um, Kiefer Sutherland's valet was doing <laughs> while Pompeii was going on. Jordan, are you saying that, that this is how it will work? You put your hand in a door, mm-hmm. I slam it in there, and then I say, Go see Les Mis. No, it's like you can either – it's an option thing. It's like you, I can either see Les Mis or have my hand slammed in the door. I'll take the door slam. You'll take the door slam? Yeah. What kind of door is it? Is it a pocket door? Like a, the like a, the sliding door of like a passenger van. That's – wow. You yeah, I do not want to see Les Mis. Wow. I do can not want to see Les Mis. One time that happened to me. Oh, yeah, sure. My, we had, we had uh, many minivans growing up. I've slammed my hand in many a minivan. I, uh, I was wearing a ring mm-hmm. on my finger. I was in first grade wearing a ring on my finger. Ring crushed well, baby onto my finger. Wear jewelry. My, my finger got like – it was like a radius of an inch and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to go Ugh. to the hospital where they cut it off with a miniature Jaws of Life. <laughs> <laughs> The woman said, I don't know if this is legal when she did it. Wow. What's the legality on saving a child's finger? I don't get it. It was like a a can opener she put on my hand. That's what she was doing there. Making a child have a fully functioning hand (laughs) as they grow older. (laughs) But yeah. I mean, sure. But I'm not about to shit talk... Hugh Jackman for being in Les Mis. God bless. At some point, didn't Anne Hathaway do an interview where she talked about how much she enjoys anal? Oh, I don't know. No. Great. 
I think that's points for Hathaway. I don't think I made that up, and I think that honestly, I like sincerely think no no matter what gender movie star you are, mm-hmm. talking about liking it in the butt mm-hmm. is a cool thing for a movie star to talk about. <laughs> sure, and it's not even because I'm into anal; it's just because. It's about time people started speaking frankly about sexuality. It's because I'm sex positive. Sure. It's because I have a sex positive attitude. Sex positive. I am. Good for you. I'm sex positive. I'm all about lesbian-owned dildo stores. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Toys in Bayland. Good vibrations. (laughs) These are places where they have sex things in classes. Mm-hmm. We celebrate anal August every year. Every year we, we have a month long celebration, is and this... that can be a that can be a time for us to celebrate Anne Hathaway. Is this a hand pumped strap on? <laughs> is this a locally sourced strap on? <laughs> Brian, do was we have confirmation on Anne Hathaway anal? It was a rumor. It was a rumor oh. that she. Let's said just that. go ahead and assume it's true. I, I th- here's what I think: we assume it's false, but nonetheless, <laughs> I love. During Anal August, it's also a celebration of Anne Hathaway. I like it. Okay. Right? Because I'm looking forward to Anal August this separate year. Separate but equal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want anything rude. I don't want to say I don't want to say anything capricious or rude about Anne Hathaway, even if in my opinion it's positive. However, I do think we should celebrate Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And I think that easily the most venerated time on the calendar of Jordan Jesse Go. Is anal August. So, I mean, in anal August, we'll all try putting something in our butt. And, and then we should Anne Hathaway explain. movie marathon. If okay. you haven't listened to our show since last, if you're a new listener since last anal August, mm-hmm. every year we celebrate anal August because one time Jordan drove past a sex tour that had a sign in the window saying it was anal August. It's uh, the pleasure chest on Santa Monica. They do it every year. Uh-huh. Yeah. They always they have not dropped anal August. God bless them. This is a, this is a, is this a uh, sex positive? It sex is. Yes. Yeah. Sex positive. Yeah. This is not a uh, trench coat situation. No. This, this is, is a Dan Savage type situation. Situation. Yeah, yeah. There's That's some. I, I've for. been in. There's some nice. There's some nice uh, punk rock lesbians that work there. Yes, they'll help you buy some spanking material. No matter what month it is. Sure, they only sell the anal stuff during August. Yeah. Sorry, gay men. Yeah. Well, well okay, some gay men are into other stuff. A lot of Exclusively. guys like it in the butt. Sure, stimulates the prostate. Mm-hmm. Just ask Creed. <laughs> Call back at the end of the show. Cram it up my butt. This song is about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus would have stimulated my prostate. The Holy Ghost is in my rectum. It makes orgasm like one and a half times as good. <laughs> With my butt wide open. <laughs> That's an actual Creed song. Yeah. Okay. We'll be back. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. This is Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host a show called One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Not a parenting podcast. Guess what? We both just had babies. Again. Check out the show enjoyed by breeders and ballers alike on iTunes or MaximumFun.org. La, 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 la. 
Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Graham Elwood, Anal August Captain. The countdown begins four months until Anal August, a tribute to Anne Hathaway. My birthday's in August. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Hey. August 5. It's going to be an all-purpose celebration. Mm-hmm. This gonna is going to wa- be so wonderful. I'm going to watch, on my birthday, I'm going to watch uh, Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Right. And have a butt plug. It's going to be great. Sounds magical. Do you think your Dark Knight's going to rise when you put that <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, go, ladies and gentlemen. This is online. <laughs> <laughs> Visit us online at MaximumFun.org. We're right here. I'm Jesse Thorne. With me, as always, Jordan Morris. We're having a lot of fun. Comedian Graham Elwood in this studio from the Comedy Film Nerds. <laughs> he lives down by the beach in Santa Monica. What are you, one of those muscle guys? <laughs> yeah, baby. This is the soundboard. Right. Good Respect work. my authority. Good work. Good work, Sonny D. <laughs> oh, no, you did. Right? You got it. We had I- We had a lot of fun. Brian said, hey, now, as though there's a they're like, yeah, OK, what do we got to get on there? We got to get something from Anchorman. We got to get something from Austin Powers. We got to get a, something from Larry Sanders. We got to get something from the Larry Sanders. I think Stern, Stern still uses Hey Now. Does he? Yeah, Stern always used Hey Now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Good for Stern. You know why? Stern's the best yeah. in the business. <laughs> I think Kevin and Bean will use a Hey Now every now and then, right? God, boy, I haven't had been on Kevin and Bean in a yeah. while. I haven't listened to them. Hmm. I listen to uh, Coffee and Jam Jam Bordens. <laughs> I listened to uh, Howard Stern on my wife's satellite radio mm-hmm. recently. Mm. Howard Stern's really fucking good at being Howard Stern. <laughs> sure. It is amazing how good at being Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. You know, people who don't listen to Howard Stern sometimes will poo-poo Howard Stern. Don't poo-poo him. Yeah. <laughs> Let him be him. Yeah. He's as, he's as good at it as someone could possibly be. It's amazing. Yeah. He's an amazing talent. Yeah, you know. So is he a little distasteful sometimes? Sure. Yeah. He'll go there. Yeah. But I mean, we can, not every show can be as tasteful as this show. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every, pure you, taste. Some people don't like hand pump jam. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's okay. Mm-hmm. If you like machine jam, that's on you. That's a, this is on you. But yeah. don't, don't eat. If you like ma- a synthetic jam. Well, don't eat machine jam being like, oh, this isn't as good as hand pumped. You know what you bought. Right. <laughs> right. Right, just jam it into your just jam, jam hole. Jam it in your jam hole for anal August, and uh, make it. A... Wait, I think we need to we need to get some clarification and clarity on what a jam hole is. It's wherever you put the jam. Okay, it the jam transforms the hole. Yeah. Okay. So wherever the so jam during... is being shoved into, that's the jam hole. Yeah. So would you say that from September through Listen, July? Listen, Jesse, I know you're not a Catholic. It's called transubstantiation. <laughs> Would you say that from September through July, the jam hole is pretty much the mouth? <laughs> sure. But during anal August, things really open up? Yeah. yeah. All bets are off. Yeah. And I don't. I think just, I mean, just to be clear here, I want everyone on, on board with the, the correct yeah. parameters of anal August. Thank you, Graham. <laughs> just be, what anal August does is opens up anything to be a jam hole, not just your, your rectum. Mm-hmm. Urethra. Your urethra could be a jam. Ears. That's called jam sounding. (laughs) (laughs) Your ears is a jam cast. You know what I mean? Every August, I like to snort a few rails of smuckers. (laughs) Grape! 
Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you, and, you and Willard Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Willard Scott. Oh, WS. Well, mm-hmm. Graham Elwood, it's been a joy Thanks, to have guys. you on the this program. Thanks, guys. super fun. Graham, you are the host of the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Yes, myself and Chris Mancini. <laughs> You're in the midst of making a documentary film about podcasts. Earbuds. Podcasts and podcasting. Yes. Earbuds, the podcasting documentary. We have a Facebook page you can like. We're at uh, Twitter. We're at Earbuds Pod Movie. You have a Los Angeles uh, podcast festival. Yes. Which is a lot of fun. Yes. We're looking at number three coming up. This will be the third one, September 26th to the 28th. Uh, we're going to start announcing, you know, start releasing shows that we're, we're getting lined up in the next month or two. But tickets are available if you go to LAPodfest.com. We had a great time at that. You guys LA were Podfest. It was great. Blast and a half. A really Blast nice and a half. Um, and uh, you're on Twitter? At Graham Hellwood. So that's enough shit, right? Yeah. That's, that's just, <laughs> and you live crazy. in Santa Monica? Ba-boom. Okay, so where in Santa Monica? <laughs> <laughs> Say your address. We get a bank routing number <laughs> yeah. for you, Graham? This is all a Nigerian uh, print oh, scam. Oh, I won the lottery. Yeah, okay, yeah. Great, mm-hmm. great. You just need to funnel the money through my... Yeah, makes sense. Um, we want to thank our friends at Simple for sponsoring this week's program. Simple, rebuilding banking from the ground up the way it should be, putting people before policies and helping you find clarity in your finances. You can skip the wait list at simple.com slash JJGo. It really does. They really seem to have taken all of the crappy, shitty stuff about banks. <laughs> well, not the like uh, large scale economy destroying parts, but like the like annoying fees and sure. stuff and giving them the boot. Simple.com slash JJ Go. Um, we're headed to the Pacific Northwest April 25th, 26th, and 28th. So get your tickets now, Seattleites, Port- Portlanders, and Vancouver Grizzlies. <laughs> Brian Fernandez. They're called the First Nations, Jesse. Yeah, okay. Brian Fernandez is our producer. Uh, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.